Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Hour number two, John Dickinson and Kyle Madsen. We're rolling along here, 888-957-9570. Uh, we got some calls here coming up momentarily as we continue to try and make some sense of free agency in the NBA. The league year now just uh, almost 48 hours open for business at this point with uh, a lot of moves league-wide. If uh, anything breaks here over the course of the next three hours, we'll make sure we pass it along to you. Just kind of updating the Warriors scorecard here. Kevon Looney back. Dante DiVincenzo in the mix. Gary Payton II and Otto Porter on the move to Portland and Toronto, respectively. And the Warriors, as you just look at the roster right now, Kyle, Stephen Clay, Wiggins, Draymond and Looney, the projected starters, and you've got Poole off the bench as the sixth man. And then you look at DiVincenzo, who I think at this point moves into the, the seven spot. And then you've got the young guys uh, as far as Kaminga and Wiseman and Moody, and that, that gets you up into the, the 10 range. And then you've got the the super young guys, 11 and 12 at this point. So two, talking about Baldwin and Rollins. So two spots, I think, open. I don't think the Warriors are going to go 15. I think they'll they'll save the the money on that. I know Gary Payton forced their hand last year, and it wound up being really good. But I think think two more roster spots to be filled by the Warriors. Uh, and, And I would expect one of those to be a big man who can shoot and maybe play a little bit of four and five. Um, do you think Andre Guadala is coming back as we talk about guys who are going to fill roster spots? Because I don't, I know he's not going to contribute a lot, but if he's going to coach on nights, he's not playing. I don't. But it, well, and here's here's the deal with Iguodala, and I know we got some calls to get to, so we'll get to, we'll get yeah. to Spencer and Chris. So just hold for just just a second. Here here's the deal with Iguodala. 
if he's going to make 2.6 or whatever, and that's going to get multiplied by 7 in terms of actual cash, like, are you, are you really – and I know Iguodala doesn't get that money. He probably thinks he's worth it. But are you are you gonna pay Iguodala? Are you gonna pay Iguodala whatever that is? You know, twenty million between yeah. In terms of, like for him, I mean, and maybe he's worth it. Maybe the Warriors view it as invaluable. I doubt it. And uh, yeah, I don't have the exact <laughs> numbers here, but just yeah, exactly. Just I, I'll do the math right now. If it's two point six times six point two five, I mean that's yeah sixteen. We're talking anywhere between sixteen to twenty million. Man, I'm out. If I'm, I, I'm, I, I, it's not my money. I don't care, but I'm guessing the Warriors are out on that. You would think, and and would Iguodala, who tends to have a pretty high opinion of Iguodala, <laughs> so it, that's that's the thing is is I, I think that 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 the that the tax is a big factor in this because every player now, and we talked about it with Kelly Oubre. They paid seven. Basically, they, they paid what, like eighty million dollars to have Kelly Oubre on their roster, not eighty, but whatever, whatever it wound up being. They paid a lot of money to have Kelly freaking Oubre on their roster. And as you go down, so I was going down the list of free agents. I know we have calls to get to, but I was going down this list of free agents and just trying to find any guy that if the Warriors signed him, it would be like, I mean, it makes sure. Here's how it could make sense. But there's none that jump off the page. You mentioned Serge Ibaka. That's the one that jumps off the page as a like, hey, that's that's a good fit, and you can see how it works. Um, here are some names for you that just went through, and again, I'm not advocating the Warriors sign these guys, but just guys who have played in the league, and you can uh, Josh Jackson. Take a take a take a flyer on Josh Jackson. I'm again, I'm out. Um, nah. Tony Snell. Add some you shooting with Tony that, Snow? Yeah, you want somebody that, that would – I'm using this word a lot today, but you would want somebody that would project to be a playoff pl- playable player, and right. I just don't think – I don't think Josh Jackson would, would fit that mold at all. Otto Porter actually did because he had played in some playoffs. Not a lot, but he played in some playoff series right. with, with Washington as a younger player. Right. Uh, Tony Snow. And this is, again, this is not to say, like, hey, the Warriors should get these guys. This is like, hey, of all the free agents, here are the names that stick out. Um, Kent Bazemore could bring Bays back. Uh, That's interesting. He was was the only positive player last year that the Warriors didn't keep. But they tried to. If you remember, he he wound up going to the Lakers and kind of deuces and it wound up being a bad look for him as he barely played. Yeah, he went he went to the Lakers to be on a contender and to have a role on a contending team. And I think they they're looking neither. for a, I I think I think Snell and Bazemore are out because of the position. Right. Like I I don't I don't so I, I again I think I think that those two are wings. I think the Warriors are still looking for more of a big. Juan Hernan Gomez. That's an interesting name. Wancho, yeah. That's an interesting name. Uh, the other, the 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 other one that sticks out, and this is this is a no go because of just the money. Uh, I think I think Caleb Martin would be a fascinating fit. I'm a big Caleb Martin guy, but again, I, I don't. He's too good, right? Yes. I mean, I, that's my first that's why he's, he's a fascinating fit. Yes. 
Yeah. He's going to get paid. Unattainable. Yes. I don't think you're getting another Caleb. Because like, Caleb Martin right now, like, would you rather have Caleb Martin or DiVincenzo? You'd rather have Caleb Martin. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. But if DiVincenzo was barely attainable. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, Caleb Martin's way. Yeah. You needed some special circumstances to get him. Yeah, I was so. just, he, he was, again, like I said, I was rolling through this list of free agents and it was like, oh, hey, I'm going to write him down. No chance. But after yeah, putting Josh I, Jackson, I had to feel better about myself and putting a good player on the list. I kind of like Hernan Gomez as as a as an option, but just I mean, looking at his his career numbers, uh, not great. I mean, really, when you, I mean, I, I know he's had some moments against the Warriors specifically. He did shoot the three ball well in seventeen games with Utah. Well, right, and that's uh, so he's a career thirty five percent three point shooter. He's uh, 6'9", 215. It's like, okay, in theory, that's great. Like a guy that's 6'9", 215, 220, he, he's not going to hit a ton of threes, but you feel okay if you got him standing in the corner and he's shooting one. Um, but, again, when you start to look at his numbers and you start to look at his actual production in his career, it's like, hmm, all right. Maybe that's not going to work out the way they think it will. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Here's let, let you know what. Let's get Spencer. Let's get Spencer in Oakland here, uh, and then and then I'll I'll share with you the news that made me chuckle oh, a little bit, uh, and you'll you'll it'll all come full circle. What, what's going on, Spencer? Hey, folks. Um, I just wanted to get on and talk about the the younger Warriors a little bit. I feel like we have to have uh, kind of a twenty twenty mentality next year. And that, you know, I know everybody's, well, hopefully, knock on some wood, that everybody's going to be healthy, unlike that year. But um, I feel like you almost have to have a second starting five, and you just got to give a major minute. Uh, the Warriors kind of already figured out that they don't need to be the one seed in the playoffs to win the finals. I think if they're, you know, that 3-4 range, that's just fine. Um, so maybe you, you sacrifice some wins to get some minutes for all the young guys. Maybe you have a second starting five of, of Wiseman, Kaminga, Moody, Jordan Poole can be out there leading the way. Uh, and I guess DiVincenzo or maybe one of these rookies out there on point. But um, I feel like you have to sacrifice to get them the minutes and that it'll pay off in the end next year uh, in the same way that it has in the past. But uh, I think that's what they're counting on because you, you're, you're losing, I mean, two really big keys. You're also losing some, some back-of-the-bench guys that played some vital roles in some regular season games last year. So I know it's not a huge deal but um, to lose them, but I really think we need to see those minutes go to the young guys. I know we want to see another veteran signing, but really you just got to give them the minutes so they can develop and we, we know what we got here because they really are betting on them in the future. Um, and then lastly, I just want to say, uh, Kyle, haven't seen you or talked to you in a long time, but congratulations on getting married. Really, really cool to hear you on the radio on the weekends. It's been a long time since the Coliseum and the, and the Bleacher Creatures. But oh, my man. Proud What's to up? hear you on the radio, and, and congratulations, man. Spencer, uh, congratulations thanks, Doc. on the wedding and everything. Appreciate you. Thanks. Good stuff, Spencer. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the Warriors don't need to be the one seed, but they also can't be the six or the seven seed. And I think that's, that's the fine line. Yeah, three, four. I think they would probably tell you they want to be top four. Just get that home court advantage in the first round like they had this year. They didn't have it in the second round. They probably shouldn't have had it in the conference finals. But, <laughs> hey, Dallas beat Phoenix, and, and so it goes. Uh, I, I, think, I think the Warriors are confident enough that they can win it from a lower, a lower seed. 
they've won championships, I think, from the one, two now and three spots uh, overall in, in the conference during their during their run. I think the one twice, the two and the three now. But I think when you look at it, they you, you need to be good enough. I, I think Spencer's on to something as far as the the almost having a second starting lineup. I do I do think they kind of view it that way. When you look at the roster composition, I mean, Poole, Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman, that's basically the bench right now, along with DiVincenzo, who's only 20, I want to, I want to say 20, 24, 25, 25 this year, I think. I can't remember if he already had his birthday or not, but I think he was 97. Uh, so that's correct. He's, he, so he, you know, he's a young player too, uh, and somebody that's, kind of wise beyond his years in the way that he plays and the, the Villanova pedigree and and all of that. So I think he he seems like a warrior. If as we as we kind of get into this this trying to suss out roles and another player they could add to to fill a specific role, do you think that by the end of the year either Moody or Kaminga I think I think I probably put Moody ahead of Kaminga in this conversation as like a potential like hey he can close games in the playoffs, and you feel good about it. And I, I put Moody there just because of what we saw this year. He played huge minutes in Game 2 of the Conference Finals. He was He's on the floor to stable. help close that game out. Yeah. Uh, but I think the ceiling's higher for Kaminga. Like, that's just kind of the the deal with both of them. Do you think there's a chance that that either one, though, becomes a legitimate? Because I think when you talk about a guy that can defend multiple positions and and be that versatile piece the way that Otto Porter was. I think Kaminga projects that way more than Moody does. But can Kaminga give you that this year? Like, by the end of the season, would you feel comfortable? Do you think there's a chance that they'll feel comfortable with Kaminga in that role? Where they're looking at it like, yeah, he's going to be the guy come April. I don't think they're counting on that. I think mm. they would love for it to happen, but I don't think they're going to count on it. Okay, I think I think it's similar even with Moody, although I do think Moody is is more trustable. At least he would be in line to be more trustable yeah. as, as a playoff player. But I think that those guys are going to have to prove it in the regular season. And look, if the Warriors are going to win a championship, I'm all for the player development. And I think when you win the title, that gives you a little bit more free reign to – use the regular season to experiment and and develop and all of that. But if you're really trying to win another title, and clearly the Warriors believe they can win another title next year, then you do have to have either those players reach a point where they play like veterans Mm -hmm. and make an impact, or you have to actually have the veterans to play in their place like the Otto Porters and the Gary Paytons who, like Jordan Poole earned it. And you can say, well, Jordan Poole had time to develop. Yes, but Jordan Poole also made a significant leap in year two. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Kaminga and Moody are able to make the leap that Jordan Poole made two years ago now. And he also made another leap in year three. Right. To, so it's he, has, he earned it. Like when Jordan Poole was a part of that top five or six, he earned that based on the fact that he improved. Kaminga and Moody are going to have to earn that Otherwise, the Warriors are going to have to go with other more trustable players. Yeah, I just I, I wonder what the opportunity is going to look like. Like, do they start the year out? Let's say, let's say uh, they add another veteran. It doesn't I, I, name doesn't matter. They add another veteran. Are they going to 
are Moody and Kaminga going to get those shots? Is it going to be like training camp in the preseason where they say like, yeah, hey, they're we're going to give them a chance in the regular season? Or are they going into this year going, we're going to give these guys a shot early on, see how it goes, and then kind of play it by ear as the, as the season goes along? I think they're going to get minutes. And just all you need to do is look at, at regular regular season Steve Kerr tendencies. Okay. He, he plays 11. Right. And, right. and so – just do the math. The guys that aren't going to be playing are Baldwin and and Rollins. Right. They they'd be in the Kaminga Moody. So mode now you're down to maximum thirteen. They weren't sniffing, but that doesn't mean they won't play at all because Steve Kerr does. Play. The eleven changes as the sure. year goes on. Right. But it's usually always eleven minimum. Sometimes it is more, depending upon the night. But if you just do the the math and the Steve Kerr tendency math. You know, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and Wiggins, and I'll run through it with Looney and and Poole and DiVincenzo, and that's seven right there. Even if they add a Porter replacement, that's eight. And right now, it's I mean, the next three, nine, ten, eleven are Moody, Kaminga, Wiseman. Wow. So I think at a minimum, those guys are going to get minutes every single game. That's part of the plan to me. I, and they I should could be wrong, but that's part. Of, I think no, I think it's I think built into to. the plan. They have to. I think it's a disaster if they are by December looking at Kaminga and Moody and saying, "Yeah, hey, these guys aren't good enough to contribute in the regular season." Now I'll say this: I don't think it's going to be as many minutes as the Warriors fan base would like. Like I think you know Wiseman at ten to fifteen. I think Kaminga at around twenty mm-hmm. on on nights where everybody's playing. Well, mm-hmm. that and that's the other part of it. And not to be redundant. But the Warriors are going to have nights where Steph isn't going to play. Mm-hmm. And and I think they're going to be more emboldened. And I know Steph hates doing that. And they've been reluctant to do it a lot with Steph. But I think it'll be similar. Like, there's going to be three or four games in this regular season where he's just not going to play. I think Clay's not going to play back-to-backs. I think they may want to get Wiggins a little more time off coming off of the, the first eight-month campaign of – of his career, even at, at 26, uh, going to be 27, I think, in February, or maybe just turned 27, going to be 28. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they're going to have those nights where the nights where those guys really get a lot of minutes are going to be contingent on the nights where the Warriors do give the veterans some rest. Which they have which to. Which is part of the plan. Part right. of the plan. Right. They, I, was, I was looking this up, and I was thinking about this. Um, Steph Curry... On March in in March of twenty three, so his next birthday, is going to be the same age Tony Parker was when Tony Parker retired. Mm. Like this is not thirty year old, and I know he's still playing at a high level. But to your point, I think if he's going to be playing at a high level into late May and into June, it's going to require those nights off. It's going to require that uh, the load management that I know I know you hate it, and I know if you're paying to go on the road to see Steph. You want to see Steph, but the Warriors want to see Steph playing on the road in the finals. And so I think we are going to see even more load management this year as he climbs into his mid-30s and into an age where guys his size and guys guys tend to kind of start to fall off in the NBA, but they need him to be their best player still. Kaminga's not ready, Moody's not ready, and I know Jordan Poole may or may not be, I think on a on a 
in a regular season setting where Jordan Poole has to lead them on a night in Denver or in Miami, fine. He's perfect for it. But are you going into a final series saying, hey, they can beat, pick your East team with Jordan Poole as their best player? I'm not I'm not there with him yet. Maybe he maybe he gets there throughout this year, but I'm not there yet. And that's why, just to your point, um, I think there's going to be a lot of nights off for Steph. Let's get uh, to some phone calls, 888-957-9570. Chris in Oakland. What's up, Chris? Hey, uh, two points on the Warriors. I love this show, by the way. But the best-case scenario for Wiseman, rookie 3.0, he'll still be younger than Embiid was when Embiid started to play. And that's he had a great rookie season. And that's really optimistic if it works out. Uh, the second thing is Dante is part of the NBA all-time great with Bill Walton, Blake Griffin, Ginger team. He's mm-hmm. top five Ginger of all time in the NBA, and that's pretty exciting as one myself. <laughs> nice. Great point. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate that. <laughs> I think that's something the Warriors set out to do. They no said question. we need to increase our Ginger quotient, and they've no done question. so. Bob yeah, Myers and Wiseman. The I think that's why the Warriors aren't panicking on Wiseman. And, look, you don't want to put the Embiid thing on him, but I think that's a big reason why the Warriors are not – they're not going to rush him. They want to make sure he's healthy above all, which I think is is the worry. Is you know The the worst-case scenario for Wiseman is he plays in some summer league games and has to get shut down again for for months. Yes. And then it's like, oh – is he going to be ready for training camp? And then he gets re- – I mean, that, that to me is the, the most alarming thing for Wiseman is not how he's looked when he's played because all of that, I think, is within the realm of normal. The most alarming thing for Wiseman is the fact that he has been unable to get on the court for very long without having to be shut down again. Right, and that's why when I said earlier the expectations are low, it has nothing to do with what he's going to do on the court. I, I, I think the the expectations need to be tempered there too, but that's just based on what we've seen. It's like there's 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 jumps to take and there's steps to take and there's benchmarks to hit. But it's just his health. Like can he can he play sixty games, seventy games? Like can he get there just to start? The basketball will come later, but he's just gotta get on the court. That's that I'm with you. That's that's the biggest concern, man. No, that's without a doubt. Let's get Bruce and Berkeley before we pause here. 888-957-9570. A lot of good callers here in the first 90 minutes. Hey, Bruce, you're on with J.D. and Kyle here on a Saturday. Hey, great show, guys. Uh, I had a quick question. Uh, You know, huge Gary Payton fan. I mean, what kind of guy can make defense the most exciting part of the game? And quickly became my favorite warrior, to be quite honest with you. Just fascinating. Um, Just wondering, so you Finds a $28 million three-year deal with Portland, and then the Warriors pick up DiVincenzo, and am I wrong? Are they paying him $9 million a year for two years? So does, I'm not sure how – I'm not if, if my numbers are right, I, I, I'm not sure I understand why they would do that or how that affects the cap. If, if DiVincenzo's getting $9 million a year and Paint was going to get $9 million a year, why flip it? Yeah, he's not. And that's and that's the that's the short the short answer and, and thanks for the call. No, DiVincenzo's getting that over two years. Right. So in terms of an average annual value, and I think the first year's a little less than the second year. Second year is a player option. 
as well. But no, they they signed DiVincenzo for basically four point six million the first year. Uh, if if memory serves, I don't have the exact numbers in, right in front of me, but it's it was a little under five. So it's basically half or a little over half of what Peyton got for his year. And it's look, the Warriors are hoping it's a one year deal to be honest, because they're hoping DiVincenzo is so good that he opts out and has options to leave, and then they'll go try and find the next DiVincenzo. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be the formula. Like, when you talk about threading the needle and, and winning now versus developing for the future, like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a couple guys a year that come cheap that are looking for either a ring or looking to cash out the following offseason. This is the formula. All right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna save and tease oh. what made me chuckle during this segment. We'll see if you're onto it. But yeah, there was a little bit of little bit of breaking news, which just seems nonsensical to me, and everybody should get a big laugh uh, about it. So we'll we'll get to that coming up. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Draymond Green also had some comments uh, this week, uh, including. He he answered a, a long-standing debate and actually made made your your guy here feel pretty good because he he agreed. He, Dr- Draymond validated a, a long-standing opinion of mine, so I'm going to pat myself on the back thanks to All Draymond right. coming up next here too. So we'll get into that. Uh, it's JD and Kyle, ninety-five-seven. The game. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now back to 95.7 The Game. 
888-957-9570. It's John Dickinson and Kyle Madsen. We're with you until 1 o'clock here as uh, the show flying by to this point. Uh, talking some Warriors. We will sneak in a little Giants, maybe even some 49ers between now and 1 o'clock. But the Warriors ruling the day in terms of NBA free agency and uh, what is next for the Golden State Warriors. couple of tough L's in losing Gary Payton II and Otto Porter Jr. They were able to retain Kevon Looney and add Dante DiVincenzo yesterday late in the afternoon. So all not lost. Uh, I know, Kyle, I do want to get to, though, by the way, did you know that Swaggy P's in the big three? Like, Nick Young is actually playing in the big three. Did you know that? I didn't, but this is the best news I've heard all day. Did you know I yeah, have a Nick I, Young Warriors jersey? All right, so here's yeah, a, I I didn't know that. Although that that makes me that, that makes me have home? a less. I had a high. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You may right, have so to. I have three. I have three Warriors jerseys. I have Sean Livingston. I have Andre Iguodala, and I have I have Nick Young. Uh, long story short, we, every year for Super Bowl we go up to Reno, and we have a good time. We just it's family friends. It's a some people you only see once a year, but it's at Super Bowl. And Saturday night, we just get after it. And got after it on a Saturday night, the year Nick Young was in Golden State. And I woke up Sunday morning, and I had a confirmation email from the Warriors team oh. store saying that. So at some point, I was like, it would be a great bit if I bought a Nick Young jersey. And I tried to call to cancel the order. And before I could do that, it showed up in my house. So now I have a Nick Young jersey in my closet. Well, I'm glad you're still alive to tell that story because <laughs> my first thought is you would have had to have consumed so much to want to purchase the Nick Young jersey in, in that state that I would be concerned for your safety. <laughs> it's uh, Yeah, there's there's enough people around that, that are like watching out for people, but I wish somebody had stopped me. Like there's There's 15 people that I would never want to talk to that I would have rather called then then ordered that but i have it now and it's it's uh like i literally i think i did it as a bit and that's that's what it is i've never worn it I just have it so yeah that that was not what made me chuckle by the way although i did have uh, the uh big three on and yeah i'm like wait is that swag i there love was it for a, him and and the back of his jersey swaggy p he's gonna play till he's 60 Good Back, for him. And, and perfect and made for the big three, by the way. Nick Nick Young made made to play until he's sixty in the big three yes. for, Thousand for as long as it goes. Uh here's what made me chuckle, and it, it may make some eye roll. Uh, but this broke <laughs> this broke uh within the last twenty minutes or so. Uh from Chris Haynes of of Yahoo Sports. Chris Haynes reports, and I quote, free agent star James Harden is meeting with the Philadelphia 76ers today in the Hamptons to begin negotiating his new multi-year deal. League sources tell Yahoo Sports. Like, really? Do you think Steph Curry's going to show up and try and convince him to sign with Philly? (laughs) James James Harden making sure it's out there that he's he's in the Hamptons as if he's Kevin Durant six years ago. Like, what is that? Come on. But it did make me laugh. The absurdity of it made me laugh. Like who can like they could be they could be meeting at the at the nightclub that, that James Harden likes to frequent. That might Probably be a little doing that brand. too. But here's I don't, a, here's I don't a, think there are too many of those in the Hamptons. <laughs> good point. Here's my issue with, with the James Harden thing. Like, shout out to him. He opted out. He wants to take less money so they can add more talent 
in Philly and try and build a winner, that's great. We heard this story that that Harden is beginning his offseason workout regimen um, earlier than usual this year, and he's conditioning harder. And he's work- It's like, you're 32. It took you this long to realize, like, yeah, I need to... W- I need to work out a little sooner in the off season. I I need more. I need I need to I need to do more to get to the final. He's never even he's been to the finals once, and that was as a six man with OKC. It took him till just now to realize that he needs to do something different. That's nuts. Well, like it is nuts. Credit, but, but also, what took you it, so long, man? Credit, but it also should have been probably like two and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. He should have been like, hey, the Warriors have Kevin Durant. I probably shouldn't take more than like a week in the offseason. I need to, I don't know. It's not the best look. It's not surprising. It also, I think part of it is right about the time where he really needed to ramp up in terms of what you're talking about, the offseason regimen. Right about that time, though, is when he quit on the Rockets. So, you know, why would you do that? Right. At, at yeah. that point. And then and then it it went into the Nets fiasco where he basically quits on the Nets. And now it's Philadelphia and he's turning down 47 million for this coming year because apparently he's going to get more than that. <laughs> so I I I heard that he wanted to take less so they could like build a better roster around him and Embiid. Well, they're going to discuss that. I wonder if Embiid's in the Hamptons with. There, I wonder if Embiid's out there on a yacht with you know Tybull and who else would be there? Tyrese Maxey. Did Tobias Doc Rivers get it? Doc Rivers get invited to no the chance. Hamptons? No chance. No chance. Doc Rivers got that invite. Is he still coaching them? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. At least in, well, in no, spirit, was, he is. But uh, there were there were rumors and that he might be on the outs already. I mean, I know it didn't happen, but there it was reported. That this is like a Mandela effect back. thing because in my head, Doc Rivers got fired. Like in my, in my brain, Doc Rivers is no longer coaching the 76ers, but he still is. But I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't last the season. So that just feels yeah. like it's headed down a, down a bad path uh, from the five one Oh, real quick. How do you know Harden didn't work out sooner? We don't know this man's schedule. Because it got reported. Like, he said that he's going to start working out sooner he this year it. than normal. That's how. Um, exactly. The other the other one from the 650 uh, on the Xfinity Mobile text line, uh, 888-957-9570. What about Damian Lee? Damian Lee, shout out to him. Got a deal with the Phoenix Suns. Going to play with Kevin Durant gl- in Phoenix. You know what? Good for him. And I, you need to explain this one to me. And and maybe somebody can at eight 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 nine five seven ninety five seventy. Why do Warriors fans hate Damian Lee at the level that they? It's that so they weird. Do? It's the weirdest. It makes no sense. It makes no sense. The war the Warrior fan base who loves anybody, including Swaggy P, who just drained a three in the big three. Of course he did. By the way, tell me when he hits a four. I know it's coming. <laughs> but like the Warrior fan base. Wants to love every rando possible, and and consider them part of the culture and strength of strength in numbers and all of this, but they freaking hated Damian Lee. I don't get that. It, it 
I I think part just of it just because he's Steph's brother-in-law. Yes, yeah, I really think that's it. Like I think like GP two is beloved because he came out of nowhere. JTA beloved because he was he was uh, from the town. Like he's our guy. Um, with with Damian Lee, not only did he did he have spurts of just not playing well. Like he was fine. He was fine. He is. He was what he was. He's an NBA bench player. Like some nights he was gonna hit three of five from three, and other nights he was gonna go for six. Like that just that happens sometimes. Um, I think it was the fact that he was Steph's brother-in-law, though. Like people looked at that and said, "Hey, if you're if you're you're only on the team because you're Steph's brother-in-law, and if that's gonna be the case, you need to be good. And when you're not gonna play well, it's gonna really stand out, and people are gonna resent it." But I'm with you. I, it wasn't everybody, but there was a large section of the fan base that just couldn't stand Damian Lee, and it was really weird. Well, I went through some of the, the responses to tweets as far as you know the the announcement or the reporting of, of his signing, and even just like go to the go to the 95.7 IG, and there wasn't you know there wasn't a teary eyed. Thank you, Damian Lee, as there was with Otto Porter and 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 Gary Payton the second, and and I'm not judging based on that, but go to the comments on any of that stuff. Like it's all, it's just it's vile. I mean, this, this dude is a stand-up dude who helped the Warriors to varying degrees of success over the last few years, and you know, sure, he he's not a great player by any means, but. But to think that he was always a negative and never helped them is just a joke. He he actually helped them a lot last year. I, two years ago, I guess now. But yeah, 20, 21, 20, 2021, he helped them a lot. <laughs> From the text line, 510, because he's terrible and was only on the roster because of Steph. 510, nepotism is no bueno. So that's the same, that's the same person. Sure. Uh, 650, he played five minutes in a playoff game that cost us the game. Um, 510. He acted like Jordan Bell and Patrick McCaw. He is supposed to be a three point specialist, but couldn't hit a wide open one. He needs to prove himself. 714. We hated Lee because he made stupid mistakes and he acted like he was confused all the time. 510. He's a D League player. 714. Damian Lee was the Adam Morrison of the dubs. Like, man. He averaged <laughs> nine a game a few years ago. I'd rather like play before with the four Warriors guys. got him. Oh, my gosh. I, I just don't I don't understand that. Like to me it was completely irrational hate for for, for Damian Lee. Somebody who was never a major part of the rotation unless it was by necessity. I, I also think it, it part of it <laughs> goes to the Oh, I'm sure that yeah, the texts are incredible. I'm I'm watching a few of them pop in here as, as we both are sitting here doing the show. But I just I don't know. And imagine I just, Imagine a 49er fan just being like, God, Nate Sudfeld sucks. Get him off the roster. Like, what? It's just, it's just a guy. Yeah, Damian Lee twice in his career has averaged over 10 a game. 17-18 with the Hawks, 10.7 a game. And then 19-20, which obviously that was a year where he was playing a lot more than he, he needed to be. But 12.7 and... I mean, he he helped the Warriors in that 2021 season, shot basically 40% from three that year. Now, the other years leave a little bit to be desired in terms of the three-point shot. Overall, 35-7 for his career. But I think think the irrational hate for Damian Lee, Kyle, 
is also in line with another Warrior fan tendency, which is irrational adulation for young players that haven't done anything yet. Like that is, and I do think that comes with the long-standing baggage of the Warriors for decades being awful. Yeah. And and always hoping for the next young player that's going to be a star and eventually obviously with Steph and Clay and, and Draymond and now Jordan Poole looks like a nice player and the Warriors have hit on a few more picks than than they used to. Yeah. Obviously, I don't need yeah. to tell you that as a as a you know somebody that grew up a Warrior fan, but it it to me it, the, the two are kind of hand in hand. It's I hate Damian Lee, but damn it Moses Moody all at Arkansas two years ago is better than Damian Lee now, which also isn't true, but there's this perception that it is. Damian Lee just knew what to do. Like he knew where he needed to be. He played within himself for the most part. Like he was just a <laughs> it Corey Maggetti vibes. Hated him. He never contributed when it counted. He played and scored during two garbage seasons. Yeah, it, right. He never played and contributed when it counted. That's the whole point. It's like he wasn't he he wasn't significant enough to draw the ire that he. It's it's. I'm not trying to say Damian Lee was great. I'm not trying to say Damian Lee should have played minutes in the finals. It's not about his role. It's just about like that he was the guy that people latched on to, to just like Damian Lee's in the game. Oh, I hate this guy. Strange, but it's okay Very if you do strange. fan how you want to fan. And and by the way, isn't the fact that the Phoenix Suns signed him an indicator that he wasn't only in the league because he was Steph Curry's brother-in-law? Like I I get how that would bother people that that sentiment, but I also don't think it's true. Like that may have been the reason he was on the Warriors in part, but that's not the reason. The only reason he was in the league. I mean, you just had a contending team sign him to a deal. Although I, I I forget who it was on on Twitter, but there was a it was a great joke. It might have been might have been Worldwide Wob, uh, who you know I, I I think he tweeted something to the effect of I'm convinced he's a he's a spy working for Steph and the Warriors still going to Phoenix, which I thought was funny. <laughs> That's the thing is like maybe he got to the roster initially because of Steph, but he wasn't playing 20 minutes a game because. Kerr looked down the bench and went, I'm going to put Moody... Oh, wait, hang on. Got to placate Steph. D-Lee, get in there. I'm doing this for Seidel. Get in there. Like Kerr that... trusted him more than those other guys. <laughs> yes! And, and, and honestly, I'm going to say it, rightfully so. Yeah, yes. He had that one game... What, what, it was a game two against, against uh, Dallas where he was just abysmal and Moody took his minutes... Yeah, Kerr, Kerr eventually got him. I mean, he needed to right. get him out, and he got him out right. at that point. Yeah, but he was only playing because I think Peyton and Porter yes. and Iguodala at that point were all injured. So you go to your next man up vet in the playoffs who had won you some games in the regular season the year prior. He hit hit a big three in Chicago. He had a game winner. He had a couple of big free throws at the end of another game that the Warriors won. Like, he was not a complete nothing. And he got treated like he was. Threw at the first pitch of the Giants game last night, too, if I'm not mistaken. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then the news broke that he signed with Phoenix. (laughs) Definitely a spy. Confirmed spy, by the way. Um, How much do you think that the fact that he's been on a team with Kevin Durant before uh, provided any kind of impetus for Phoenix to make that signing? Maybe. 
Yeah, maybe maybe like, KD likes him. Like I, I think we need a guy that knows how to the, deal with KD's ass. I think there's also a misconception that people in the league maybe don't like him. I actually think people in the league, other than he has had some some choppy plays, some borderline dirty plays. I know our guy Steiny's been been all over this. Like he does, other than maybe some some borderline dirty plays from time to time. Damian Lee. Yeah, I think of course Steiny's like all him. over that. Yeah, Steiny hit hit me to that. He was actually right. Like the more I watched, like, yeah. like Damian Lee would hit some low key, like dirty play. Like I would get not liking him for that, but I I think the majority of people didn't even notice that he low key was borderline a dirty hmm. player some of the time. Interesting. He would he'd undercut. He'd kind of get tangled up with. Like he he was one of those guys. Yeah, just doing what it, it scrapping. He was scrappy. That's how I'm going to well, frame that. The story. And, and look, Gary Payton's obviously the extreme, and and he's like, but the storylines are not all that dissimilar as far as like a guy grinding to hang and stay in the league, right? Yeah, like he hadn't, he's never been as good as Payton was this past year, and obviously had never been paid like Payton just got paid. It's it's different, but th- that's the like the belief is, oh, he's only in the league because of Steph and and because he's married to Steph's sister which is just nonsense it, but he he was grinding and doing what he could to say hey, hey wait film all Mike 888-957-9570 I know we got Good a lot transition. of people film all I know you agree with me on this we talked about it. I want to give you an opportunity to speak your piece to it I just never understood not a great player but I never understood the irrational hate <clears throat> toward Damian Lee I wish the man the best Filmo. No, I, I totally agree. I don't. I don't understand <clears throat> Warrior fans love hate relations. It, it's weird. It's almost like you're hating on him because he married Steph's sister. That could be the only possible reason. Because you guys just said a lot of key things. For one, he made game winners last year. Like we would have started off. What was that, JD? One in one in four, or or or, or what? Oh, oh, and four that year. If yes, he made that, that was a huge I, win. That was their first win of the year. That was their first win of the year last exactly. year. Exactly. Right. Like I don't. I don't know where people like either they're new fans or they just hating because if you listen to him talk, Damian Lee is the most humblest. He just. I remember one time he was doing an interview and he was like, "We need to just calm down. This is not. This is just a game. Like all this extra that y'all trying to put onto it." Just breathe. It's a game. Have you have they heard him talk? He's always thanking God. He has a level head on his shoulders. He he comes in the game. Steve Kerr loves him. I mean, I mean, I don't know what people seeing. I don't know what you want. It's not his fault that he married his his uh, Steph Curry's sister. And y'all need to stop hating. Either either you're hating on him because it's real hate. It's like why are you, are you hating on him because he's dating his sister? Like Wilds. Are you hating on him? It's no reason. He's a solid player. He come to work. He don't get in trouble. Like, come on, root for the guy. He hasn't had a, a easy way to the NBA. Like, what is? I love Damian Lee. I wish him nothing but the best. I had, thanks, Filmo. I had no idea. Shout out to Filmo, Mike. But there's and and just to just to be clear on the text line, I read the I read the Damian Lee hate. There's a lot of people that are like, I like Damian Lee, or I have no problem with Damian Lee. So it's probably seventy thirty anti uh, in favor of anti Damian Lee. But there is that thirty or forty percent in here that's that's like, yeah, hey, he's a good player. He contributed. 
Um, I had no I'll idea, though. I knew that yeah, there were ahead. people. I had no idea that this is such like a lightning rod topic. Oh, yeah, it's huge. It's <laughs> huge. No it's clue. huge on the streets. And it, as uh, Guru would mm. say, in, in the barbershop, it's huge. It's you know it like I mm. look at social media and look I know social media is not reality but go through during the break go through our own station announcements on Twitter and Instagram of Damian Lee signing with Phoenix and it it like I'm gonna go I'm you, gonna go right now you may not want to come back for the final half of the show at that point like it's just it <laughs> l- let's go let's get another let's get Charlie in here what before the thing. before the top of the hour what's up Charlie you're doing it right now okay good. What's up, Charlie? Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Damian Lee is the Derek Barton of the Oakland A's. Wow. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> wow. <I've... laughs> Very strong. I wanted to throw through this. I'm not condoning any of these three free agents uh, if they're available signings, but they were discussed yesterday, and I just wanted to get your guys, because I highly respect your guys' opinions, uh, just to fill out the, the Warriors' bench. Uh and don't laugh, but I just wanted to get your take, and I'll hang up. Uh, Dwight Howard, uh, Carmelo Anthony, or Pat Bev? And I'd love to see Pat Bev play with Draymond. Other than that, I don't know what he has to offer. But uh, I just wanted to get your opinion on those three guys uh, uh, if they if they were to sign one of them. Anyway, I'll listen off. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate the call. I don't think – I mean, Pat Bev's not available currently. I know there's some belief that – that Utah, I don't think we know totally what Utah's doing yet. Uh, like, are mm-hmm. they tearing it down to the studs? Are they going to buy out Beverly? Uh, are they going? Brian to, Windhorst knows apparently. Are they go? Well, yeah, I think I think they're going to tear it down to the studs. But they've at least tried to posture through reporters in the last twenty four hours by saying they're they're just doing it a different way around Donovan Mitchell. So we'll we'll see if that winds up being the case. Uh, I wouldn't rule out. Either of the three, uh, and, and Beverly's not available, so I guess I would rule him out until he becomes available. Although less likely now that they signed DiVincenzo, I, sh- I should say that I wouldn't rule out Carmelo Anthony. Uh, although I, he's more of a four, a true four. Could he play stretch five? I mean, maybe I wouldn't. I would not rule out Carmelo Anthony. I would. I would not even rule out Dwight Howard. Believe it or not. Although, Stop. I do think I. I the Warriors have always been enamored with him, Kyle. They, I, I wouldn't do it, but I would not rule it out because the Warriors have always been enamored with him. He would be the type of big, though, that I think they'd be more inclined to go after him if they were convinced that Wiseman maybe wasn't going to play a lot. So I don't think we're quite to that point yet. I think they're looking still more for shooting. The 415 asks, what about Frank Kaminsky? Didn't he get hurt? Is he hurt is he now? Um, that, that's I'll look up. I'll look up that one. I'm looking up. He his only played contract. nine games last year. He, I thought he got hurt. I could be, I could be wrong on that. But yeah, I'm, I'm out on Frank contract. Kaminsky. Just kind of in general. He would, he would actually his his skill set would be, would be, I think, good. Yeah, he had a right knee stress reaction, hmm. and so yeah, he wound up he wound up being waived at the end of the year. But I think he ended up being out for the year after a, after a decent start, and I think that's why they picked up Biombo because they added Biombo in the middle of the year. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that type of player actually wouldn't be 
wouldn't be bad. I think that is in line with kind of what they're looking for. Somebody that can pass it, move it a little bit, and and knock down some open threes. So if he's healthy, I don't think that would be a, a, a crazy take. Quick thought? I'm out on Frank Kaminsky. I'm just okay. out. I'm just out on him as a player. Uh, a reiteration sensation oh, for Kyle Madsen here at the end of hour number two. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're halfway through. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We're here until one o'clock. John Dickinson, Kyle Madsen, uh, Debo Samuel addressed something that happened within the last couple of days. We'll, we'll get into that coming back uh, as well, and more Warriors conversation. We got to sneak in some Giants. We got a lot to get to. We got, uh, what does Coes like to say? We got about five hours of show we're going to cram into the next two hours here. Mm-hmm. So it's all coming up. I can't wait. On 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 